0: as was the case with GameStop. There was an activist investor that got involved in August. The short squeeze didn't happen until February the following year. So if you just kind of follow this scenario advice, which is every time this happens, just buy the stock, hold it for you know 18 to 24 months, and then do what you want after that, then you would have been in on GameStop. <laughs> Welcome to AFO Wealth Management Forward,
1: a podcast about finance, accounting, technology, and entrepreneurship. We apply our decades worth of experience and insight into what makes businesses work so we can help others grow both personally and professionally. In this ever evolving marketplace, we help accounting firms and financial advisors grow their practice through the adoption of holistic wealth management services. Learn from industry leaders and subject matter experts to unlock the secrets of their success a podcast that shows people and companies the transformative power of technology so they don't fear it but instead harness it don't fight the robots team up with them and here are your hosts rory henry director of business development and ceo rob santos of arrowroot family office hello everyone today we have the pleasure of speaking with the ceo and co-founder of level fields level fields is an ai driven fintech application that automates arduous investment research so investors can find opportunities faster and easier. Rob, prior to joining Level Fields, our guest has delivered data applications as CEO. He's worked as a trusted consultant to 75 Fortune 500 companies, as well as governments across the world. He's devised cutting-edge data analytics and intelligent solutions. We're very excited to discuss his latest endeavor, Level Fields. So let's go ahead and get started and give a warm welcome to our guest, Andrew Einhorn. Andrew, welcome
0: to the show. Thank you, thanks for having me.
2: Great to have you on, Andrew. To just kind of kick things off here, can you share a little bit about your background and what led you to uh, create and and join Level Fields?
0: Sure, happy to. Uh, Pre-varied background, Uh, I'll I'll do the highlight reel. I actually started my career as epidemiologist, which few people knew what that was before COVID, Now everybody knows what it is. worked with data sets for you know, a couple of decades. My last company that I had started and sold to a private equity shop in 2019 dealt with reputation threats to large organizations. So mostly Fortune 1000 companies. We had a software stack that would monitor in real time, everything that happened in social media, everything that happened in the news, and would flag when these sort of large scale events <clears throat> that could material materially affect either the reputation or the share price of a company would happen. And what we would do is we would flag that event, and the system would automatically send it to usually the public relations experts uh, within these organizations. And it gave them a chance to sort of spin up their, their outreach to the press, um, get their talking points in order. And so an example would be, you know, uh, a big rail company was a client, and anytime a train derailed, it was usually in a sort of quiet rural area in the middle of the night and the system would you know pick up the media report or the you know the person who was sitting in their backyard tweeting a photo of that train in their in their swimming pool and we would notify you know the corporate execs at the company and these events happened you know time and time again and what we saw over time was there was a pattern that would form the event would occur the media would focus on a few details the price would change a certain amount and then it would either be you know a slow bleed or kind of an amputation in terms of the uh, the reaction and this happened both on the positive and negative side right so you had cyber breaches and train derailments on one end and on the other end of it you had you know massive product launches and earnings announcements and so over the span of 10 years we got a pretty good read on how the market is reacting to these types of events and at some point, it just you know it was occurring to us that we might be on the wrong side of this <laughs> event. <laughs> that uh, the customer, you know, who already had the billions of dollars was benefiting from our service. But what if we flipped the script, right? What if we looked at the investor on the other side of it? And that kind of was like a like a popcorn kernel in my in my teeth for years while we we're running the company. And after selling it and having a chance to. Uh, Take a little bit of a breather and start working on a new project in artificial intelligence. It gave us a chance to really think about how we could reinvent that model to be more advanced uh, in terms of linguistic analysis that we do and be more focused on the investor side of it rather than on the company side of it. So hopefully that makes sense as far as background goes. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in here. You know, the explosion of technology in the last couple of
1: years has allowed Retail investors to start investing with apps like Robinhood, Betterment. Can you explain to our audience what Level Fields is in relation to those platforms and how the retail investor is using it to make better investment
0: choices? Sure. And at our core, we're a data analytics platform, right? So we're not orchestrating automated trading, we're not enabling trading through the platform. So we're very much a value add service to those brokerage firms. And Part of the problem we're trying to solve, quite just simply put, is answering the question when event X happens, what should I do? You know, Bezos retires from Amazon. Is that the end of Amazon's growth period? What's going to happen to the stock price? Is it going to go down? How long is it going to go down? Is it ever going to come back up? How long will it take to come back up? Is this a buy-the-dip opportunity? Should I sell? Should I sell a put position? Should I be selling covered calls? You know, all those types of things you can do if you actually have data that shows you what normally happens in that type of environment. And what we do is we answer that question for all different types of events. Uh, You know, it could be the CEO leaving or it could be an activist investor coming in and looking to turn around the company. We could be doing, you know, we do in, in dividend increases and buybacks, FDA authorizations, DOJ investigations all the kind of scary things, and yeah. wonderful things that happen in the news uh, we're dealing with. And so we're additive to those platforms. And when a user is able to come in and say, well, I own these 30 stocks, you know, and Apple just, or let's say, uh, you know, Facebook just announced that they're not going to be, you know, as good with their advertising platform on Apple as they, used to. you know, what, what should I do? right that's a big part of it and and sometimes the answer to that question is sit on your hands do nothing everything's going to be okay which is just as valuable as actually giving you know an answer of you should do this you should do that now i should i should frame it by saying we don't actually provide the answer but we can show how how these situations typically play out in the platform and it used to be if you wanted to understand this you've got to go get a spreadsheet start filling it in <laughs> row by row, go and look at all the different charts and find all those nice, wonderful dips in the charts and figure out what happened to that one stock and plot it one at a time, one at a time. And you know, somewhere 30 to 60 hours later, you might have your answer that we have in two clicks on the platform. So that's really the, the value add is being able to go in and then instantaneously see how these things normally play out because what, typically happens, right, is that you see the news and then you're like, all right, what do I do here? And you either freeze or you overreact or you Mm -hmm. underreact, right? There's never anything that's kind of like informed decision making uh, with these types of events. And that's what we're trying to avoid is a lot of this like volatility just from knee-jerk reactions Mm -hmm. that people are doing and try to say, look, you know, here's how you can play this, not just from a one-time basis, but understanding that this happens all the time. There's 6,300 companies in the NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange. There's always gonna be CEO turnover. There's always gonna be activists coming into the company. You know, All these events are very much predictable. And what we've done, we sort of wrapped them up to make them investable in actual an event-driven trading strategy so that every time this happens, you could be reacting intelligently using the data set that shows you kind of the behavioral patterns in the market about how other people react instantaneously yeah. and how those big asset managers are dealing with this from, from a pattern.
1: Yeah. yeah. Speaking of behavior, I was doing a little research and I came across a study that was done on how Disney stock changes close to the release of an animated movie. So they said it's best to buy Disney stock uh, 30 days before release of a movie to optimize that price. Uh, when acquiring the stock?
0: Oh, that's a good one. We might have to add that one. <laughs> <Credit> <laughs> you yeah, right. we gamify. gamifying. We're, we're
2: yeah. Murray's not giving anyone any investment advice. No, uh, not at all. <laughs> it's, it's, it, and on, on Disney. Uh, but, you know, what I really love, Andrew, is that obviously, you know, algorithmic trading has been here for a while. It's, uh, it's you know, computer trading. Uh, You know software really moving into all the public traded markets, Um, but what I love is that you guys are giving this harnessing a lot of this software and this technology to give it to everyday investors, you know how, how has your product been received by you know the folks that are starting to use use the software. You know it's really
0: interesting uh, when we started. You know I was under the impression that it would be a certain type of user that adopted this, right? We we started with kind of the premise that options traders are going to absolutely go nuts over this, and they're going to just drool, and they're going to be the only ones that just get on this because it's all mathematical, it's all probability, and it's all you know very much um, outsized returns that we're dealing with. But what we saw was a much much broader group of users came in. And I'll give you a few examples. We have, you know, one person that had came in and they never actually traded in their life. You know, they always just bought the index and they saw the platform, thought it was sort of an interesting idea because they noted that their portfolio was going up and down and up and down all the time on these events, but they didn't know what to do. So then they come in and they, within three days, they had trading strategies and were out there trading, you know, have an account of about 50,000 and they were making four or five percent daily on, on their trades. And they loved it, you know, and, and they were just sending us the trades and be like, I'm seven for seven, I'm eight for eight. This is incredible, you know, <laughs> you know kind of <laughs> sent over email. So flip it all the way to the other end of the spectrum. And we have somebody who came in and they're actually a hedge fund advisor across the world to Singapore. And you know, we looked at some of the data, we we're doing these sort of user interviews. And so we got them on, on the telephone. So we're doing a Zoom call. And I'm looking in the back and they've got, you know, a big Bloomberg terminal with like four screens behind them. And I had to ask him, like, all right, so you're paying $25,000 a year for this Bloomberg terminal. Why the hell are you using our system? And he said, it just takes too damn long to go through Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> I want some basic info and I want to just have the alert. That's why I use you guys. And for the price point he's like, if you save me two hours a year. It's worth it. So I subscribe. And so we've had sort of those extremes and then everybody in between. Uh, and what we're finding is sort of honing in on our kind of product market fit and seeing that really investing is sort of different and that everybody who's come in is sort of have their own pattern of how they've invested in the past. It can be a little bit difficult to for them to learn a new pattern, but once they do, they really adopt it and they really like being able to kind of slice and dice the data uh, and look at different scenarios that we have um that are more to their liking you know we have some are on the downside some are on the upside some are long-term scenarios some are short-term trades some happen every single day there's an event and others are just eh, maybe there's one or two a month you know and so we've sort of right-sized it but so far the feedback has been really great it's been very much i've been looking for this for a long time there's so much garbage in the market between these you know 17 year old influencers yeah. TikTok, you know, telling me what to buy to, you know, these, these stock picking services, they're saying, this is the next Amazon, just wait 10 years, you know, find out I'm right. Uh, pay me $2,500 today, you know, learn. And they're just like, you know, you guys are, are no garbage. You're just data only, no opinions. And they, you know, they like it. Uh, and so our, our biggest, all right, I say drawback right now is just getting the word out that we exist. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Kind of shifting topics here a little bit, and we talked about CEO hirings and firings and how that can affect stock prices. Can you kind of talk about crypto adoption and how you
0: guys are factoring that into the software? Mm-hmm. Sure. So we have a crypto adoption scenario, which has been really interesting. Um, we didn't really know how it was going to work out um, in terms of you know, analytics and you know whether it was going to be a positive trade, negative trade, and It's been really interesting because what we're flagging is all the events, right? Where a Visa or MasterCard or a bank decided, you know what, we're going into crypto. We're gonna have a new platform that does this or Tesla saying, yeah, you can buy a Tesla and Bitcoin or whatever. We have all these types of events that are coming in. And what you see is there's a very positive reaction for certain sectors and a very negative reaction for other sectors. So, sort of more like traditional sectors like banking, finance, things like that. Um, they had a very negative impact to the news. You know, okay, if, if a JP Morgan goes into crypto, it's like, oh God, here we go. You know, we've seen this play over. This is 2007 all over again kind of reaction. But if you have a tech company that does it, it's like, oh, tip of the spear, cutting edge. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is great. And you see the price go up. Uh, so it's been interesting to see you know, how those reactions have, have been completely different <clears throat> where most of the time within the scenarios, you know, it's it's the same directionality of the trade, right? It's either positive or negative. It's just degrees or whether it's 1%, 2% or 10% difference. Mm-hmm. In this crypto adoption, it's completely bifurcated. You could have half the time negative, half the time positive. <clears throat> and, uh, and you really have to kind of look at, You know, the performance of the company first. And that's one of the things our system does allow you to look at groups of companies very quickly and say, you know what, let's look at large gap companies with a low PE and a high dividend, right? How do they respond typically to this type of event? And you see, oh, they're punished, right? Because it's like, hey, the business is great, leave it alone. You know, don't do anything high risk, you guys are good, whereas sort of the, the high tech, high PE, fast moving tech companies are just rewarded for taking additional risk and kind of being on the, you know, the front end of that momentum trade. So that part's been really interesting and we're looking at adding, you know, cryptocurrency scenario yeah. specific to the coins uh, probably in the coming months. It's um, it's we've got one under development that works great. I don't know uh, when we'll get it up, but you know, as we're experimenting on the back end, you know, we're seeing things like within a couple hours, of gains of ten to twenty five percent of some of these events, and then within you know six seven days, sometimes upwards of a hundred percent. It's it's kind of insane to watch it, and it falls just as fast as it went up. Yeah. Um, for those who <laughs> really like trade, <the> <laughs> it's a good one.
2: Yeah, and, you know, just kind of shifting, shifting gears a little bit here, because, you know, here at Arrowroot we obviously advise folks on investments and asset allocation, how they're, uh, you know, thinking about risk and what they, you know, how they're investing for the future, but we do have a lot of folks that want to trade. You know, they want to trade their own account and they want to invest in things either out of passion or conviction or as a hobby or as a second career. And, you know, what what we do as fiduciaries in those kind of uh, situations and a lot of firms that are starting to adopt this uh, advisory mindset is try to point them in the right direction to, you know, get better tools to make those decisions, Right um and one thing that we've seen with the explosion of a lot of the robin hoods and a lot of these other ones where it's just instant gratification of being able to to push that stuff is that the tools on a lot of these gamification uh trading platforms haven't really evolved yet to give people better tools to make better investment decisions are you seeing a, a kind of shift uh, do you see that on the roadmap for a lot of these other platforms or maybe some of the other partners that you're uh, talking to out there about, you know, the need of this actionable data?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we're in conversations uh, with one of the larger brokerage firms uh, out there and a, you know, as I was meeting with the executives last week and they basically said the same thing I said look we've got a really active group of traders Uh, They voraciously are consuming information and, you know, they admitted to there's a bit of a a battle going on for for market share of the trade and sort of the flow of the orders, but also for the eyeballs, right? Keeping people engaged and happy on the platform Uh is just as important as acquiring them in the first place. Because these days it's so easy to leave. It's you know easier to leave and start a new, um, and get on a new trading system easier than it's ever been. And particularly with the new ones like a Robinhood, I think in you know ten minutes you can probably open an account, and you're up and running. So you know the old kind of barrier, which was oh, it's going to take me a week to get off my you know Fidelity or whatever platform and move over, is is gone. And they know that. And so what's going to keep people engaged is having more information, better information, you know having the tools that they need and they like, and keeping them um, you know kind of happy and not gamified, but you know keeping it exciting in a way. And that's part of what we're doing. You know we won't want everybody trading you know every five minutes of the day. That's not kind of our our goal. You can certainly do that using our analytics but if you're using level fields you know you are doing it on the basis of however you want to pace it we have you know users that are looking at one trade a month and we have users that are looking at you know a few trades a year and then the ones that are doing it on a daily or regular basis and so it it sort of depends on how often they want to do it but what we learned through this process i think to your point is even those people who have large accounts that are mostly passive or they're managed by their wealth manager, they have their kind of slush fund, right? They have their kind of day account, you know, where there's 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, don't know, but they all have one, their high risk account. And it's not, it can't all just be The GameStop, you know, Wall Street bets mindset of well, everybody else is putting rocket ships and smiley faces next to this stock, so I must buy it. (laughs) We can do a little bit better, uh, and have a little bit more educated fun, you know, in the process. So that's kind of where we we sit in that ecosystem. And I think that as time goes on, and you sort of see, you know, some of the problems that Robinhood is having right now is. Their system is um, not full of analytics, whereas some of the newer ones that have started a little bit later, like a Weebull, um, they are investing heavily on the analytics side. And you see the difference very, very quickly. And you know, so far, you know, there's there's a lot of users kind of migrating away from a Robinhood and into the Weebles and, and others that have more to offer. Uh, so we think that you know, we're in a good unique position to kind of help out some of these uh, brokerage firms get some better data in their platforms. Yeah, speaking of analytics,
1: I know it's a point of interest uh, for our audience out there uh, was GameStop. Uh, On your site, you have a use case talking about how in August of 2020, you had data showing that six to 12 month price gains uh, in a long position on that same day in 40 to five days would go up potentially I think 119%. And once that short squeeze happened, uh, a few months later, in in February, those opportunities could sell for a thousand plus percent. Can you talk about that use case and explain to our
0: audience what that looks like? Sure. So what we've done is we've taken kind of the most effective activist investors, right, and we we're tracking their movements in the platform. And you know, typically these are longer term bets, right? And the activist comes in, you know, they they file their 13D, they take. Uh, substantial stake, and then they start to push for changes within the organization. Those changes are going to happen sometimes in three months, six months, 24 months. We don't really know, and so, generally, what the data is showing on the application is that the longer you hold following this announcement, the more money you'll make. And so, generally, the scenario is suggesting this is a buy and hold, at least for a couple of years, Um, but what it does tell you is that changes are coming. This is the first of many. Event catalysts that are going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, normally, what happens is they come in as they start to push for changes. The next catalyst would be something like uh, an asset divestiture. Right. They start selling off pieces of the business. They might do a CEO change, get, you know, a CEO that's better at the growth stage. Right. They might change around some of their strategic relationships and so forth. Or they might start saying, like, we're exploring strategic opportunities or whatever the. The euphemism is for selling the company or part of it. And, and those things tend to happen for sure you know, after this. So what we're doing is we're saying, look, we know these sorts of things happen, just hold. This is an event with a long horizon. If you get in early, you'll be rewarded as was the case with GameStop. There was an activist investor that got involved in August. The short squeeze didn't happen until February the following year. So if you just kind of follow this scenario advice, which is every time this happens, just buy the stock, hold it for you know eighteen to twenty-four months, and then do what you want after that, then you would have been in on GameStop. You wouldn't have to have the choice of do I buy it when it's three hundred dollars a share or not. You would have had it at you know a couple bucks, and then ridden it all the way up. And you know, ideally, uh, you would have sold it when you realized you were up you know whatever it was eighteen hundred percent. Um, or so. And so, that, that, those types of events are, are great to flag. And that's part of where we, we're trying to push level fields is that if we get these event catalysts really early, then all the other event catalysts that you hear about on CNBC and in the news mm-hmm. are just part of your, da- your daily watching. And that's been the hardest thing, um, I think, for investors, particularly retail investors, is to find companies early and find companies that are changing early on, everybody already hears about it after it's up 25%, yeah. 50%, whatever, we all hear about it. And then you're like, eh, what am I going to do now? You know, do I jump on it? Eh, probably too late. Maybe, maybe they do, and then it goes down the next day 20%, right? But if you can catch that early and figure out what are those event catalysts that really start to change the rotation of all the other events, then you can get in truly early either at the small cap level or simply for a company like Qualcomm, which everybody had written off until middle of last year. I mean, it was in no man's land and trading the same range for like a year and no analysts were upgrading it. You know, It was just like a dud, right? So then what happens? Well, they issue a buyback, a huge buyback, and then they do it a month before earnings. And that's the sort of golden signal. They're like, oh, we're so confident in our earnings announcement. We're gonna do this now because our stock is cheap and we wanna start buying it today. So what happens? 30 days later, they crush earnings, right? And so you see the stock continue to go up and then right after it crushes earnings, the next set of event catalysts happens, which are the analysts just realized they're actually doing well. They jump on the bandwagon, all the upgrades happened the price targets changed from you know 120 130 to now 200 215 210 meanwhile all you had to do was just follow this sort of buyback you know scenario and look for these sort of outsized buybacks of companies that are just in this trading you know zone and see okay if it happens before earnings like that's my flag i get out on these events and i went out on this trade you know based upon our own alert so i bought options and a bunch of them you know when it hit that first buyback and sold them when the when the when the company hit about 190 195 so very 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 good you know six month trade um and just following generally the sort of momentum indicators in the market and so that's where we're kind of honing in to do more and more of that and my my hope is that it helps everybody from you know wealth manager all the way to retail investor just identify what's going on behind the scenes a little faster uh than flipping on the news and and seeing it too late
2: yeah no that makes that makes total sense so looking forward in the future you know as level fields begins to get more traction what are the new features and and the roadmap for you all kind of going into the future
0: well we're definitely going to be making more scenarios we've got uh 2526 on the platform now so we have another 70 or so in the works and so we'll be rolling those out um, we're doing a fundraise now so that will help you know expedite some of the feature rollout it should help uh, allow people to hear who we are and what we're up to more and we'll be making you know some additional uh changes right now we, we put this watch list in place which allows you to see kind of upcoming events and allows you to look at the performance of, of your portfolio. What we'd like to do is find a way to link that to, you know, some of these types of events to really cut down on the noise that's out there in the market. Um, one of the, one of the big pieces of feedback that we got was, you know, in the market, if you've got a portfolio of 30 companies and some of the wealth managers that we talked to have 200, it's not possible to read the news on a regular basis for 200 companies it's you know and most of it's garbage news that doesn't matter it's not material so you know what the information was hey you guys are cutting through the 95 percent of the junk i don't need to know about Mm -hmm. and then when my client calls and says wow you're gonna get out of mcdonald's today uh i actually know what he's talking about because you flagged you know that the mcdonald's ceo was uh, struck with a sexual harassment lawsuit, or you know, whatever the case may be, so that's a big part of kind of the the coming offering is hopefully making a, a little bit more enterprise grade um, to get to get to that level where you can track you know events and filter them across all the different categories for your bundle of, of stocks.
1: Well, phenomenal, Andrew. That is uh, some great stuff. We appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, I know our listeners will really like what you had to say here. Uh, if they do want to get in touch with you or they want to look into level fields, what's the best way to do so?
0: Sure. Uh, levelfields.ai is where you can sign up. And anyone who wants to email me you can just email Andrew at levelfields.ai. I'm easy to find. I love it. I love it.
2: Appreciate it, Andrew. Looking forward to, to uh, all the wonderful things in your future and local fields. We're we are really excited to see it. and We hope to have you back on the podcast sometime soon.
0: Oh, happy to do it today and, and in the future. Thanks for right. having me. Really Thank
2: you, All opinions expressed by Rob Santos and Rory Henry on this website podcast interview are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Arrowroot Family Office LLC or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated on television radio internet or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by anyone as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy but only as an expression of their opinions. Past performance is not indicative of future results.